My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And welcome to episode three of Real Lich Hours, the Baldur's Gate 3 podcast with art by Jaden Dale and music by Gwen Static. Yeah. I figured I'd roll that in. Uh, to that, that I think is good. That is good. Yeah. Um, in this episode, we're going to uh, stumble across some druids uh, that have terrible haircuts uh, and decide whether or not to help them against a, a goblin problem in the region. Yeah, they got a gob problem. Yeah. Happens to all of us. We're going to provide a primer on soul coins in the arms and equipment guide. Mm -hmm. We're going to uh, give a little bit of necessary backstory uh, about the fall of Elturel and why it matters here. Yeah. And then talk about stealing in sage advice. Mm -hmm. uh, and finally, find familiar with Timber the Squirrel. A uh, little reminder, if you have uh, comments, if you'd like a letter or comment to be read in the forum, uh, please comment on the post. Please do. And let's, uh, let's, let's jump right into this. Uh, we're still in the wilds. Uh, and if we head uh, northeast of where we landed, uh, we're going to walk headfirst into a, a, a developing situation. Uh, there is a struggle happening at some gates. Yeah. Uh, there are goblins. Uh, there, there, we get a little cutscene here. Mm -hmm. um, there are humans uh, who are trying to get into this gate uh, when goblins show up. There is yeah. a tiefling uh, named Zevlor uh, who's at the top. These are half uh, demon, half, uh, you know, people. Mm, not, uh, not, you know, not, not straight demon touched. Half, yeah, yeah. Demon, yeah uh, planes touched uh, yes. people from the, from the hells. Half, half uh, demon, half, uh, or half fiend, half person would be a cambion. Uh, this yes. is a little yeah. bit further back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, as this is happening, as they're demanding to be let in, uh, we're getting the, you know, you fool, you led them right to us, but then the goblins show up. Yes. Uh, and a guy named Cannon uh, gets fucked. Uh, oh, just yeah. gets hit with an arrow. Cannon is yes. going down. Um, yeah. Straight through the back. Uh, yep. And all he was doing was just standing on top of that gate. He was <laughs> he was just the, not equipped. We're three episodes into this, and the fuck that guy in particular energy has been incredible. It's yes. happened every episode. Uh-huh. And it, I think it continues basically <laughs> – uh, forever it's great <laughs> it's how they uh, establish the stakes uh yes, it, 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 it literally <laughs> it literally just happened to me when i was playing it earlier today <laughs> yeah I, I love it uh this is establishing tensions in this community mm -hmm. they're humans they're tieflings uh trying to get in they don't necessarily get along uh and largely this is an introduction to another npc yeah will uh yeah. who comes rushing in and declares himself as the blade of the frontiers uh yeah. he's got himself a title and everything and he wants you to know it yeah uh, he is going to, he has a potential companion. We can recruit him inside. He's going to help out with this fight. Mm -hmm. um, I used him in my first playthrough. We'll eventually okay. do character highlight stuff where you, we can talk about characters' storylines and such. Um, this play I, playthrough I did not. He's a warlock, mm -hmm. uh, which is a cool sounding character class. The tension between it being um, a fighter and then a caster that mostly shoots magic missiles, you know, has mm -hmm. an electric blast, like a bolt, uh, didn't fit into my party in either playthrough. I just yeah. changed him into a wizard in my, my first playthrough. Uh, he is kind of like a dashing swashbuckling yes. kind of guy. Uh, he has one eye. Um, he is a hero and yeah. he's going to help out because this is our, our biggest fight so far. Right. Um, and it's a really interesting one. 
uh, I, I dig this. So it's not just the goblins, but you know, goblins tend to roll with uh, with wargs. You know, so mm-hmm. these wolf monster kind of folks. We got uh, we got some ho- a couple of hobgoblins in here, uh, or no, uh, bugbears, bugbears specifically. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a it's it's a, it's a pretty full mix up. And you know, to remind us that we have tactics here, the goblin leader is kind of shouting uh, commands. Uh, to them, you're reminding them of what role they should take. Uh, and this is valuable information, especially if you are, you know, maybe a little bit more, you know, not as used to treating, uh, to treating things like turn-based tactics, right? Yeah. Or, or treating enemy types as potentially having different roles. Yes. You know, the, the goblin leader shouts out, you know, you know, scouts get to the high ground, raiders charge the bastards. It, this tells the, those characters in the world, tells the player as well. And then you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The archers who are going to shoot with range weapons are getting to the high ground. And then you watch them get to the high ground. Yeah. So it, it differentiates them uh, easily. And it doesn't feel stupid. Like that might be silly if, you know, a very smart character did that. But mm-hmm. they're goblins. They're yeah. dumb. They shout stuff out loud and just yell their tactics. Right. Uh, yeah. To you. Um, oh. I also like this. Uh, this is a kind of an introduction to buffing. Because mm-hmm. the uh, the goblin leader has a little horn he can blow that will give um, you know advantages and buffs to his folks, and then up on top of the uh, up on top of the gate, uh, they've got a mm-hmm. big horn that they blow to give advantages to you know people on the side of you know the tieflings. Yeah, yeah. It specifically rallies, which gives you temporary hit points. It's mm-hmm. a battle master ability. We talked about fighters last episode. Uh, battle masters can do this. Yes. Um, this is a cool fight. Uh, it's very dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. At this point, it's good that you have a lot of help. You have the uh, the people on the wall. You have the humans who are not let in yet. Uh, and you have Will here as an NPC. Um, this require again, uh, tactics and difficulty, this is harder than it would be. Um, some new tactics were introduced. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had an opportunity to use first here. Um, one is using uh, Fog Cloud as a spell. Um, what this does is blind anyone who's within it. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. talk about that later when we talk about stealing. Um, with archers, this will make them reposition. Yes. And if they're on a small enough landing, they either have to come towards you or get on the other side of the landing. Mm-hmm. So again, uh, go back to you know, the first episode tactics. Like I am using one action to take multiple turns away yeah. from them. Um, and then using sleep. Uh, sleep in this works by hit points. So if you have several people, you know, they've spread themselves out, you can put a large number of enemies to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, with just one cast, if they've been beaten down a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, the cl- anything that's a cloud, so either the fog cloud or like a blinding cloud, uh, something mm-hmm. like that. You know, it's worth talking about that tactically too, uh, because it uh, it will obviously blind you if you are in it. But firing into it also gets a disadvantage. Yes. Um, so uh, you can use that for yourself to provide cover uh, if you want to. Here it makes sense to use it to get them to reposition, especially because they don't have a lot of options. Uh, yes. Like the direction that you're coming from, like you can position yourself up on a couple of these hills. That uh, gives you a good way out. Um, the archers on the goblin side, you know, they're starting at a high point against some cliffs. There's no way for them to go further up. The only way for them to go is kind of down closer into the fray where they're yeah. not going to get the uh, get the advantage on their shots like they would it's, have. It's the way you're, you're naturally going to run into it. You could come at this from any angle. Yes. You yeah. know, because it's, you know, good game. But it's uh, that's the way that you're meant to. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's specifically very tactically useful here. Yeah. Um, important detail. Uh, when they are rallying, uh, they will shout for the absolute. And this is the yes. first time we have heard mention of that. Yeah. Um, you know, when we're dealing with the goblins here, we're going to get a little bit more of an idea of at least what they think the absolute is. We're going to hear a lot. 
about mm-hmm. the absolute. Um, around here is when you'll level up. Um, I did not. I level up in a moment, but we should talk about our level ups. Yeah. Uh, here. Mm-hmm. You know, what uh, What did you do for your level three uh, character? Yeah. So at level three, you uh, get the subclass uh, for the ranger. Uh, the one that made the most sense for me was Gloomstalker. Uh, this in particular, uh, is less stealth and it's more alpha strike. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's, uh, gets you a lot of initiative. Um, and specifically, uh, get, you get a lot of, um, you get a lot of, uh, extra damage in the first round of, uh, nice. of, of a battle, uh, which yeah. is, which is really good. Okay. Um, yeah. And then I could talk about the spells and stuff that I gave to other, uh, to, to other people in my party. But, uh, I think for my, for, for my uh, main character, that's what I had. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, uh, chose my spell was web, uh, for that. Cause again, I'm, I'm doing crowd control mostly mm-hmm. with my low level stuff, relying on my other characters for damage. Yeah. Um, and then meta magic, I chose quicken spell, which is really good. Uh, it allows you to cast a spell as a quick action. Oh yeah. Um, using this resource. So it allows you basically to double cast, not on two different targets like twin cast, but, uh, cast two spells. Yes. So, um, you know, yeah. cast haste and then still have, still have room in a turn to do a magic missile or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, Lazel is going to be a battle master, uh, on my team. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, increasing that, uh, thing. Um, a star, a starion was difficult because I had to choose his specialty class. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wasn't sure what to do. He defaults as an arta- arcane trickster, but I haven't mm-hmm. played with a, a rogue in this yet. So right now I have him as a thief. Uh, he gets a bonus action. It'll be really fun to talk about um, that when we do the class highlight. They mm-hmm. make thieves, or they make rogues really fun yeah. in this. Um, it's really dynamic as opposed to just sitting back and being an archer. Yeah. Um, you get these bonus actions where you can go into hiding and stuff. So you can get that advantage for backstab and mm-hmm. they have ranged backstab. Yeah. Um, it's really good. I might respect to assassin uh, mm-hmm. if I need more DPS, but so far this is real good. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, rogues even just getting the ability to, you know, have a special way to invoke dash, uh, yeah. as a free action as well, just to, you know, good cl- clear distance because positioning is so important for everybody, you know, but especially for rogues. Um, it, uh, yeah, it's pretty bonkers with two bonus actions with that. I can dash, uh, I can dash and then do a bonus action dash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then still have a bonus action. So I can move <laughs> you know, across the entire map yeah. and still do something. Um, if I were going to uh, multi-class him into having fighters so he had action surge mm-hmm. at that point, I'd be able to clear the map and still attack, yeah. like things like that. So there's there's a lot of possibilities there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, for my Shadowheart, uh, just kind of you know, focused on healing and, and buffing, I cannot wait to respect her once money is no object uh, yeah. to make her not the thief uh, the thief subclass of it's, clerics. It's pretty bad, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, for my shadow heart, I had her take spiritual weapon, uh, which mm-hmm. is really good. Gets you uh, a slow moving. Uh, you spiritual weapon is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a great thing about that is the range in which you can deploy it. Um, yes. Uh, well, like when you cast it, like you can just put it uh, exactly where you need it to be, uh, which takes away a little bit of the disadvantage of it moving so slowly. Yeah, um, you, you you put pressure, yes. you know, on on things, and it again just adds a body to the field. Like it's never going to be a damage all star, but that weapon there, that spell is useful all game. Yeah. Uh, and it's the, the summon ends up being actually like pretty durable as well. It's not like a familiar where it's going to go down in one hit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then for Gale, uh, I love gust of wind in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, just, uh, as a low level way to, uh, send enemies prone, 
which will deny them a turn, but also will make it so you can just ruin them with your attack rolls if you need to. You can push yeah. them off stuff, too. Yeah. You know, ever since, like, Jedi Dark Forces. It's, like, <laughs> it's my favorite thing about Star Wars as a whole. Yeah. Is pushing people <laughs> specifically in that video game. Um, uh, so this is where you and I's experience might diverge. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some parts, because I am not interested in these guys. My my hub is going to be the Goblin Hub, since no. I'm playing an asshole. Uh, I get invited in, uh, but I am here to fleece these rubes uh, <laughs> as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, something that's really interesting is if you, you know, this is the first major city hub in the game of sorts. It's not a city, but, you know, in, yeah, in yeah. the parlance of our community. Yeah. community. Um, there are two different flavors of kind of evil you can do with this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a good option which I assume that, that you'll be taking. We'll talk about when we get there, but there are two bad options because there's a schism in this community. And then also you can join the gobs and then raise the camp. Yes. Um, I'm really curious to see how that plays out and see how they both uh, play out. If you go with the evil side of the, the inherent community or not, which, um, the, wh- wh- which one are you leaning to for dirge here? Uh, dirge is going to side with the gobs because I want to, um, grab Minthara. Okay. Um, at some point, which is a exclusive companion. Uh, I haven't messed with at all, mm-hmm. um, who you get from the goblin camp and she wants you to raise the village. Yes. Um, so yeah. I, I'm planning to do that. Um, and I also, they have an idol, uh, at the center of this, that is their God. Mm-hmm. And there's no way I'm not stealing that. <laughs> um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're invited in, uh, we can get in and this is a Druid Grove. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, the people who live here are these Druids who have taken in these, uh, tiefling refugees, uh, but are really kind of regretting it alongside this. Uh, we, <laughs> we've got, uh, this band of adventurers. What's the name of this adventures? Like the, like the, like the Beppo boys or something. I, I can't remember. I call him angel boy in the, uh, in the notes <laughs> because he looks like angel boy from, from bedtime stories to me. Um, I can't remember. Uh, he is a fuck boy to me. Yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 but I, I don't have it off the tip of my tongue. Yeah. He has a story. There's stuff with him. Um, mm-hmm. you can run into him later and everything. He just yeah. didn't seem uh, that important. Uh, very specifically, they have taken the, uh, like the leader of this, of this Druid Grove, um, uh, in search of a, uh, of an artifact called the Night Song. Uh, they're trying yes. to fulfill a bounty. Uh, and not only did they get the leader of this place captured, uh, by the mm-hmm. goblins, they, you know, brought back this train of, of, uh, of goblins that led to one of the tieflings deaths. So yes. it's pretty bad. You can just, you know, side with one or just watch, uh, yeah. but it's heated. Things are very much at a, uh, at a breaking point, uh, they're in this fighting. situation. Yeah. Nobody has time for your bullshit if you demand payment. Right. Um, but yeah, they're looking, uh, the Zevlor, who is the leader of the tieflings, um, kind of lays it out. They're planning on kicking all the tieflings out. Yes. These ref- refugees. And they're from that Elturel incident, incident, which we'll talk about later in the yes. episode. Um, the, uh, he says, you know, when you go talk to Kaga, Kaga is the current leader of the Druid, uh, Grove. And I just say I'm too busy, which is not true. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie Brown didn't have hose. Um, and everyone in my party, cause I've chosen a good crew are like, hell yeah. <laughs> like fuck this guy. Uh, also very funny. I went up to the, the top of the battlements where everyone is mourning Kanan. Uh-huh. Uh, but you can interact with the Warhorn. 
and gives them the rally status. <laughs> so they just go. kept like warning and I just kept going, and they kept getting the rally to pop up um, over and over and over. If you talk to us, like now is not the time. It, yeah, I know. I was like, oh yeah, how about this? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm the stinker. <laughs> yeah, very, very fun. Oh God. Uh, on the other side of the gate, uh, the top of the gate, uh, there is a, uh, tiefling woman named Nadira who is looking through a telescope and there's a bugbear assassin who is, uh, trying to sneak up on her. Uh, and you can mm-hmm. save her, uh, by taking this guy out. It's no, uh, it's no problem. You have a note about yeah. the, uh, the weird telescope opportunities. I've yeah. not tried interacting with the telescope. What are you talking about here? Uh, there are similar, it's actually really similar to the telescopes in Elden Ring. Ooh. Like weird for the show kind of taking that place as being a weird superfluous mechanic almost. Mm-hmm. They show you, uh, like they just give you a view of somewhere far away. Yeah. Um, this one shows you a dragon. Uh, that's going to be over where the, um, the Gith- Yankee are. Okay. Uh, near there. Yeah. But it kind of, they used to foreshadow things a little bit, but there's mm-hmm. like maybe three of them in the game. Okay. It, it's really rare. Um, that's the, you know, that's kind of the weird bit about it. Like I'll make note when they show up. Um, but looking at them doesn't do anything other than like a vague bit of foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. And on my old computer, it made my old computer absolutely chug dick, like (laughs) just made it really, really not work. Okay. So the, uh, yeah, it's just very strange. It's, it's weirdly system demanding to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you save her and she's suspicious of you because she can smell hell on you. Yes. She smells Avernus, which is one of the places. It's where the, the first uh, layer of hell. Yeah. That's the first layer of hell. It's where we, uh, warped through, uh, in the Nautiloid. We can tell the truth about that. Like, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, she says like, Hey, you know, uh, what she thinks is happening is we have been sent here from Avernus, um, by our devil mistress. You know, we're here on orders from somebody to get back a soul coin, uh, that this tiefling found. Yes. Um, and, uh, you can decide what you want to do, you know, how you want to handle this. Yep. Uh, I just say, yeah, you got it. Give it up. Uh, and I'm just going to sell them. Yeah. Uh, they're yeah. people's souls, but I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> they have a gameplay use if you, if you have Carlac in your party. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to talk about them later as an object. Yes. Yeah. Um, um yeah. <laughs> we have and, wildly different approaches to this. Yeah. They, these people are bags of stuff for me and I am just <laughs> going through robbing it. Uh-huh. Uh, generally, um, let's talk, I mean, I do talk to people in it, but let's, uh, let's talk about our comparative approaches here. Yeah. You can run into, um, a couple named Leah and Cal, uh, that are arguing with their companion Roland about whether or not they should stay to help. Uh, mm-hmm. like they are competent, uh, they can handle themselves. Uh, and there's this disagreement about like, okay, we do not actually need to stay with the rest of the refugees. If you know, we're going to get, it, it is hurting our chances of getting to where we need to go. Baldur's gate by sticking around, uh, and you, you get some checks to decide whether you convince them to stay and help or not. Uh, I do not succeed at this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have no idea if I'm going to see them later. Yeah. They, uh, if you do succeed in my first playthrough, I did their storyline continues through all three acts. Mm-hmm. of this and Roland ends up being a uh, potentially powerful ally. Okay. And uh, this Roland wants to go to Baldur's gate because he is something of a prodigy, mm. a magical prodigy. And he wants to go study. 
Oh, that's yeah. right. He had like he's uh, he's going to apprentice under somebody who may or may not be a charlatan. Yeah, yeah. the the sorcerer sund- sundries. Yes, uh, one of the very very few returning things from Baldur's Gate Two uh, <laughs> is that store. Yeah, um, the uh, in particular. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna run into them more later. I would be really curious if them leaving now has a different effect than them leaving with the caravan. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I know what happens to them if they leave there. But mm-hmm. um, we're talking to every animal. Uh, for this entire playthrough, um, there's two oxes and they, you know, they just say normal ox shit, whatever that is. <laughs> but there's one called a bored uh, ox um, mm-hmm. who is really interesting. Or there's there's two of them that say normal stuff. And then there's a strange ox. Yeah. Um, you know, one of them says, oh, you know, I'm shell- jealous of the shape-shifting druids. You know, they can turn into uh, people and stuff. And I have to say yeah. ox. They talk about the tieflings hiding things in hay, which gives mm-hmm. you a little hint. You can pick through this haystack and get a little treasure. Yeah. And there's a strange ox. Yeah. Uh, and the strange ox is not what he seems to be. You can make an arcana check to mm-hmm. know that, but you can't know exactly what uh, he is. No. Uh, he uh, What he is is determined to get to Baldur's Gate <laughs> like everybody yes. is. <laughs> um, I'm going to be very curious what happens if you let him get to it. Because mm-hmm. in Act 2, he's also – a lot of things that show up in the entire game are introduced mm-hmm. here. Um, in my first playthrough, uh, th- this climaxed in Act 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be curious to see what his plans are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is a rat with a chipped tooth, uh, you can talk to, and he says, uh, there's an evil thing in a box. Follow me. Um, and, uh, my dark urge, you know, wants to kill him, but I, Gary doesn't. Mm-hmm. So Gary has now decided I'm not just going to indiscriminately kill animals. <laughs> uh, that, that's not fun yeah. uh, for me, but where he's taking me is a storage room where the, uh, where the dwindling surprise are. Uh, you know, I had to break in. I was mm-hmm. tricky. I uh, using, using some of the tactics that we use when we're talking about the stealing part. Uh, and they have a tiefling named Pandrina, uh, there who's paralyzed. Mm. Um, she's being put, uh, to watch in the storage room, basically like kind of like a, a turret or a camera. <laughs> you know, she can't move. Uh, she's real bitter about it. Who, who did this? The, did the tieflings she, do this? She drank a potion. Oh, uh, she, she is a magical mishap and the darker just like break her legs and toes. So she'll never wake up or she'll never walk again. Good Lord. And, uh, you know, I clicked that. I was like, or think about that. And then when I wake up from my fugue state, uh, I just killed her. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Padrina uh, succumbed to death. Yeah. It, yeah. The message when I click on her, Padrina succumbed to death. <laughs> uh, all my party's down with this though. What? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm rolling with the evil crew. Okay. Like, uh, the, the practical crew. Even Shadowheart? Um, What's practical sh- about this? <laughs> the uh, stealing the supplies. Okay. I, I need them more than they do. Okay. Uh, it, do you know how many supplies it takes to rest? 80. <laughs> 80. Um, okay. All right. <laughs> the, uh, so I take everything they have. Um, right. This is, uh, from a level design standpoint, the Druid Grove has really nice design here. There's a back door that will go to the prison. Mm. Um, there is an entire crime and punishment system in this game. Uh, depending on where you get caught uh, and they get progressively harder to break out of Mm. this one. You just go around back and you break into the storage room. Right. Right. Uh, Speaking of that prison Mm -hmm. um, or wait, no, uh, with the prison thing comes later. Yeah. Uh, uh, There's a tiefling named Zaru. Yes. Uh, This is going to advance a quest uh, with Lazelle uh, that also is related to getting them worms out our head. Um, uh, He has run into other gith in the area, which is incredibly rare. Yes. Um, and Lazelle, uh, makes him bow. Yeah. Uh, and I can, I can interject or I can say, you know, do it slime. <laughs> uh, and I do, uh, Shadowheart doesn't like it, but not because she likes human dignity. She just doesn't like Githyanki. 
Yeah, she doesn't like um, Lizelle. Yeah. <laughs> Lizelle gets uh, what she wants, yeah. Lizelle talks to me and says, you know, I don't know what to do about all these teethlings. Uh, <laughs> and you can call her out on that. And she says, mm-hmm. you'll have to teach me much more, much more about Faye Run. Uh, very cute, <laughs> the whole thing. Um, I forgot to mention this inside the, the shed. The key that I got inside the shed that the rat led me to uh, was just a key to a cabinet. Mm-hmm. So I think the rat was chewing on a key. Uh, is the evil thing. But okay. this is where you get the treaties on uh, soul coins to teach right. you what those are. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you can <laughs> get led to uh, a hideout uh, where mm-hmm. the tiefling kids, the the criminal elements, uh, are uh, hanging out. Uh, you find a mute tiefling child uh, who uh, slips away, and you can pass uh, a check in order to notice where she goes uh, down into this underground cavern uh, where the tough it's, kids it's are. It's a small. Uh, the, the way to get in to follow her is a small opening. Oh. So in this game, there are small open openings. You have to be uh, either like a gnome or dwarf or halfling or be shapeshifted to get into the small opening. There's two entrances to this. Mm-hmm. If you want to follow her directly, it's a little opening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, I guess I guess maybe I passed a survival check to notice the uh, the, the hidden sh- the, the main patch. Yeah, 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 the one yeah. that I could get into. Yeah. Uh, and there's a there's a tough girl named Maul down here uh, who gives a threatening ten count. Uh, mm-hmm. for, for you to leave. And if you don't, she'll flee through the small hole in the back and try to get the tieflings to turn on you by, uh, yeah. by saying that you threatened her. Uh, yeah. And it is a very difficult uh, uh, persuasion check uh, or even a deception, maybe. Uh, it's a, D, it's a, uh, a, a DC 20 check to not get murked by every single tiefling in this game. Yeah, to, if to, you don't need her warning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, these tiefling kids are some of my favorite characters in the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, it fucking breaks my heart to play through a second time where they're all going to die. Yeah. Because they all have really great stories. Maul mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. Uh, all these kids rock. Um, and they're, they're throughout the entire game. Just a, uh, just a little petty crime overlord. It's great. I love it. Like, Tiny Thieves Guild is so fun. <laughs> yeah. um, over on the other side of the prison here, uh, they have a goblin hostage, Saza. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they have drawn. These are the two people who are mourning Kanan. Yes. Uh, they blame this goblin specifically. Um, and they have a crossbow drawn. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dark Urge says, you know, if she was shot, would she taste the metal before she died? Uh, God, the dark... I fucking hate this Dark Urge guy. I... Good Lord. <laughs> so I, I am assured it gets interestingly. Um, the, knowing what I know about the lore, it's going uh-huh. to become fun crapulence. Right. Once I get there. Uh, but as is, it's constantly just saying Joker questions at me. <laughs> um, the, uh, but I, I want the God to live because I'm yeah. allying with the goblins, you know, and mm-hmm. again, I'm playing my dark urge as, uh, not fully resisting it, but capable of subterfuge. So, but, but do you go so far as to do the, uh, to do like the selfless thing, like to step between? Cause that's that, like, that's the good option, right? I, my I, go- I don't step between. <laughs> I, I read her mind. Okay. Uh, you know, because you can, uh, you can use the, the tadpole in your head mm-hmm. to, uh, do the, uh, authority. You know, bronze no. rank, uh, to, <laughs> to, uh, read somebody's mind and convince them of something. Uh-huh. And I find out this is Kanan's sister and I find out the thing to say, which is Kanan wouldn't have wanted this. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my guy was not going to abide a summary execution of a prisoner, sure. you know? So I stepped in between. Pussy. I was like, you know, go ahead, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, no, it's, and, it's a good thing to have. And she's, uh, uh Saza is interesting. They have yes. regardless. Yeah. Presents more options. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she, you can talk to her and, you know, she'd be like, hey, what, what, what'd you do that for? You know, rightly says like, oh, so you, do you think you're going to save my life? Like, I'm not going to stop following the absolute and you can yeah. learn a little bit more about the absolute, but not much beyond yeah. this is a new upstart who these goblins are following. Yeah. And they, and they, they love their absolute, absolute pilled. Yeah. Uh, she's the blessing in the storm and the storm itself. Yeah. Uh, you can explain, you know, uh, like your, your problem and you can learn about their priestess. They have a priestess named gut who she says can heal you Mm -hmm. of your, your infection of your tadpole. Uh, if you can help her get away from the village. Yeah. Um, this is presenting you with a lot of little strands. Um, Mm Um, we've already got a couple, but we're going to get more, uh, strands for this relief, which is our initial quest. Yeah. Um, uh, back with the tiny thieves guild. Uh, there's yes. a tiefling kid named Mattis, uh, who's doing a very fun sales routine. I love this. Yeah. Uh, he's doing, yep. he's doing close up magic, like sleight of hand stuff with a ring, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he'll say, hand you, hand you the string and say, Hey, the things that I sell you will, uh, will give you luck. Uh, and then he tries to get you to guess the result of a coin flip. But, uh, you know, it is not just a sales pitch to convince you that his non-magical trinkets are magical. Uh, the, the, it's, a, it's a two-man game. While he mm-hmm. is distracting you, uh, somebody is sneaking up to grab something from your inventory. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, – so that's real fun, just having mm-hmm. that happen to you. And then uh, Mattis says the the non-magical things are very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the fake thing. Uh Ring of being really invisible, uh, <laughs> ring of resistance to ants, ring of infinite wishes, and the ring of lechanesis leca- uh, there, which is a small pebble, uh, swings from the length. Uh, this is supposed to, uh, here, what is the description for what it says? Um, it is an adorable uh, misspelling of telekinesis. I love that. Yeah. God. It, it, incredibly cute. I'm going to be so sad to kill these kids. That would die for Mattis. I, <laughs> Mattis is great. Like, again, it breaks my fucking heart. It's what yeah. I do for the good of the show of being a crap lord because uh, these kids own so many bones. Um, if the, my first playthrough when I was a bard, I could be like, oh, I see what you're doing. Let me show you some tips. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can, you can take her into your confidence. My, my current character is not particularly dexterous. So mm-hmm. I try to do that uh, and cannot. Yeah. Uh, and I fail to notice that I'm being pickpocketed yes. uh, for this. Um, Mattis also becomes later a very good merchant. Mm-hmm. Uh, weirdly, like still sells these fakey things, but stumbles upon some real yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. for, for, for my guy, again, I just, I love the, like the eventualities that they decide to script for. So mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I got stolen, you know, I got, I got, I got uh, stolen from. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I also tried repeating the trick back and failed, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, Mattis like, Oh, do you want to, do you want to buy something? And I went in and, you know, say, Oh, I'm not going to, they did this whole thing. This is just too cute. Like even, even if I don't plan on drinking the lemonade, if you're walking by a lemonade stand, you're going to get the kid 50 cents for the, for the sugar water. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like, I just bought like that at like a ham hawk or something, you know, like I'll throw it in the camp supplies. And Mattis was like genuinely shocked that I bought something. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, because it's a racket. Yeah. It's like the lemonade stand if, if kids were going to steal you from you. Uh-huh. You know, while, while you're uh, doing it. Uh, Mattis ha- also has a heart of gold though, and it's going to yeah. fucking suck to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, um, uh, kind of moving still over to um, the north side of the camp. Still, we're mm-hmm. going to be talking about the south side of the camp and the druids actually next episode because there's a lot of NPC stuff in this episode. Yeah. Um, we meet another avenue for healing, uh, Auntie Ethel. 
Yeah. Uh, people who played the game, who I assume are most people listening, uh, understand this is a showstopper mm-hmm. uh, of a uh, character quest kind of thread. God, it's so good. Uh, I love yeah. everything related to Auntie Ethel. It, it, uh, where where are you at in your your furthest playthrough? In my furthest playthrough, I uh, still at the end of Act One. I've completed everything in the uh, in the um, Underdark. Okay, uh, and now I'm going for the over Overland. Uh, um, yeah. There is there's more Auntie Ethel content. Yes. Well, I, was, so, I mean, she she got away. So, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, yeah. So th- there's more uh, stuff, and it's uh, surprisingly viscerally good. <laughs> um, she is posing as like a wise woman. Mm-hmm. Um, she sells lotions and potions galore. Yeah, I hate that. Uh, I don't like that. You don't like the lotions and potions galore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that rhyme. Ah, just, yeah, it's just, it just uh, it, it does not sit right. Uh, yeah. But her performance is so good at selling something being off, even above and beyond. Like Shadowheart notices, like, hey, something yeah, isn't something's right wrong. Don't don't tell her anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I I do, but she she get uh, my companions don't like it. Uh-huh. But I do anyway because I want to see what happens. Playing my character like a stolen car. Um, she talks about like, oh, I can take care of that. Just meet mm-hmm. me down at my shack. I'll mark it on your map. <laughs> the um, And she tells, if you tell her what kind of healing, she she's like, oh, I can do that. I once healed a man who uh, got it on with a nymph and his wife boiled him in oil. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in certain, and in certain lights, he's good as new. Yeah, in certain lights, he's good as new. So good. <laughs> um, if you attack her here, mm-hmm. uh, which you could, it'd be insane to do, but you can do it. She just leaves. No. Uh, she, she goes, well, I should get home. <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, I'm not dealing with this. Uh, yeah, uh, we're going to reveal what she is later, but basically, you know, we know something's up. She doesn't want to blow her cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you have a note here about, uh, Shadowheart being kind of a wet blanket on, uh, on things. Yeah. Do you think you're going to think you're going to respect Minthara as a, as I, a cleric to keep her? So I, I might without getting in too spoily, uh, act two is the Shadowheart act in a lot of ways. Okay. She is, uh, largely like almost a main character in the game mm-hmm. and she has multiple paths. Yes. Um, the, uh, I wanted to see what her crapulence path is like. Mm-hmm. She does not like the degree of crapulence that I'm doing. <laughs> uh, and I already played with her to a degree. I want to see the crapulence path, but I've seen a lot of her stuff because I've seen mm-hmm. her good path. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I might bring in Minthara and see how, and I also want to see how paladins play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in this, I've never played with a fifth edition paladin. It's They're a really different. paladin. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting to me. Um, so we will see mm-hmm. uh, what I end up doing with Shadowheart. It almost makes me want to, and I'm not going to do this because it would. I love the tactical challenge of this game. But remember when we did uh, Mask of the Betrayer, no. and that allowed you to have three companions, but there were four total, and it's so story focused. Mm-hmm. So a good way to play that is with mods. Yes, it makes the game easier, but you get to just have everyone with you. Mm. Part of me wants to just have both. Yeah, um, yeah. but I but I can't do it. You know, the, uh, the the fact that everybody gets the experience that you get makes it really easy to like uh, plug and play. You know, yeah, that's so, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Like bring people back. I just want to see the little moments though, right? Like there's, yeah, yeah. there's still, uh, the plug and play is an option, but there are also choices. Like only mm-hmm. one person can be here for this. Yes. You know, yeah. at the, the time. So it's, uh, it's not ideal. It's a weird, it's a, a beautiful tragedy of this game, you mm-hmm. know, and it comes from its strengths, but like there's so much content. It depends so much on who you have with you, but it's such a long game that very few people are going to play it multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. What I might do is get it on PS5 because Liv is interested. Uh, oh, you can play collaboratively. Yeah, play collaboratively. Like I just won't talk. I'll let her make the decisions. 
mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of experience it. You know, I'll help out with fights and stuff because I'm more experienced with that stuff, but largely let her make decisions and see, you know, that'll be the playthrough where I take Will all the way yeah. through. I'll be yeah. like, I, I, you know, I'm happy to do this, but you got to take this fuck boy. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just, man, like all like the whole playthroughs, you thinking about the dark urge, like you're playing as dark urge going with it. What is dark urge fighting it? play like yeah, how does that how does yeah. that play out also yeah. another path you yeah. know and the way to do this to get more character stories going through would be to choose a a named character right you know, through it uh which i ended up doing on my second playthrough of divinity original sin 2 mm-hmm. um in this one though uh this is a named character like it is the dark urge is a named character mm-hmm you know, so it's it just, it's hard to get everybody. Yeah. It's fine on a long enough timeline because I'll certainly play this more than one time. Like mm-hmm. this is one of my favorite video games. No. At the it's... same time, it makes it hard to talk about in the moment for the show. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Um, I feel like doing my first playthrough and going all the way through with those characters and going all the way through with these characters is a lot of diligence. Mm-hmm. It's just not complete diligence. Yeah. It's not authority. <laughs> uh, so I can't speak with authority quite yet. Right. Um, two, two other minor encounters here. We can talk to yep. Aridin and get the contract for the night song. He just yep. wants to be rid of it. Uh, it's been yep. nothing but trouble for him. Uh, and also we can, uh, try and moderate between this tiefling thief, a uh, little kid who stole, stole this, uh, shitty guy's locket. Uh, yep. and, uh, if you don't step in, he's going to reel back and hit the kid revealing that yeah. the kid took it. No good. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're going to be spending more time in this in the next episode, learning about the druids, learning about their conflict. Uh, with the tieflings. Mm-hmm. Um, I do end up spending some time with that. I didn't think I was going to spend any time over there, but I go, do, go over there and check it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and again, I have to steal their God. Like th- <laughs> there's not a way that like th- they have a big floating thing that they worship that represents their God and you can just take it. Yeah. You know, stuff it's... like that's irresistible to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, sucks to be them. Um, yeah, so that's it uh, for this one. Uh, let's talk about, we talked about soul coins earlier. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about them soul coins. Let's get in here. Uh, these are little pieces of infernal They're big iron. pieces of metal. That's right. They're five yes. inches wide and one inch thick. They're human yeah. dick <laughs> sized <laughs> coins. Yeah. Like, yeah, total tuna can <laughs> dick, but like an uh, inverse proportion, like a Final Fantasy one proportion dick. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a case of JRPG dick. Yeah. This, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Two tiles. Uh, this yeah. is, uh, they're made out of infernal iron, and these mm-hmm. are currency in the hells. Uh, they yes. contain a soul. They're coveted because souls are power, souls are influence, um, and uh, they are also sources of energy. Um, and this is just a fungible way to, uh, transact and consume the life essence of a, of a, of a sapient being. Yeah. Um, pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, if a, uh, in the role-playing game, in the tabletop game, um, you could, uh, use the innate powers of somebody who would be held onto their soul. Mm -hmm. Um, you could use the coin to drain the life of a target. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a creature. Um, and uh, you could communicate with the soul inside it. It would give vague answers probably because it doesn't like being stuck in the coin. It pro- it's probably super boring, actually. In the coin, yeah. Yeah. I also really love uh, whenever something like this happens, you know, there's that uh, 17 grams movie or whatever. Oh, it, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 21 grams. Yes. 21 grams. A soul weighs uh, 150 grams mm-hmm. and you sell them for 100 gold. 
<laughs> so I wish I had this when Withers asked me that, what is the worth of a mortal? And I could just give him this. <laughs> like, I don't know. I carry around a bunch of them. Yeah, this you is find actually like 20 by the end of the game. Yeah, this is actually uh, su- a super solved problems. W man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you've been asleep for a long time. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, this this is super fucking evil. Yeah, um, yeah, the, um, uh, yeah. The uh, the like the the the, the uh, mechanical use in this game uh, for mm-hmm. these is you can use them uh, to hyperpower your battery operated girlfriend. <laughs> uh, yep. You can feed them to Carlac, and you know you can even say like why, like why would you? You seem pretty good. Like you know what a like heinous act this is. And the point that she raises is well, like well, the soul's already been taken. The person is dead. <laughs> yeah like the thing has already been made so we might as well use it for a greater good um but this puts her into like a super saiyan state yeah yes yeah uh pulls her out which is real cool um yep. this is not a one-way street uh nope. you could cast remove in the tabletop game not in this mm-hmm. game yeah. you can cast remove curse on it uh it will free the soul uh, mm-hmm. from this if they're good they go to their afterlife if they're bad though they go to sticks and turn to a lemur have you looked at this thing? Uh oh oh yeah the the, the Lemur yeah like the yeah, like the the, the, the the lowest level like uh uh just completely br- uh, mindless yeah, mi- yeah mi- mindless uh, devil yeah just really gross piles of slime men mm-hmm. called squidges yeah uh, nasty also uh in the descent to a, into Avernus tabletop module mm-hmm. uh, which I played a long time ago. Yeah. So we're we're gonna talk about the fall of El Terrell. I don't like how little of that I remember. I think that Levi was freestyling a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna read it at some point. The thing I like uh that I remember is getting these and using them to power a fucking doom buggy. Oh yeah. yeah there was no. like a skeleton car that I had to stick souls into to gas it up. No, it's the it's the whole it's the whole part, uh it's the whole thing of the uh like the third act of that five yes. act module is yes. like get 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 getting doom buggies. You're trying to get your Dragula online. Like you can your gas powered girlfriend and your, your soul powered Dragula are both run on these. Fuck Duncans. America yep. runs on soul coins <laughs> and it's the way it should be. Yep. Um, yeah, super cool. You're going to find tons of these. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a high value treasure, even if you're not rolling with Carlac, uh, especially early on where a hundred gold can make a difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's soul coins. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned the fall of Eterel, uh, Eterel. Let's, uh, do some legends and lore and talk about this, uh, this prequel event. Yeah. Uh so the the fall of El Terrell is the primary event uh that uh is you know, kind of talked about and explored and ultimately solved in the descent to the Baldur's Gate descent to Avernus uh module. Came out in like yes. 2015, I think. Um El Terrell is kind of a rival city to Baldur's Gate. Uh, yes. a little bit more serious than like, uh, you know, OSU Michigan rivalry. Uh, they <laughs> fucking hate each other. They've tried to sabotage each other. Um, but, uh, uh, it's a, a bad blood, uh, between the two of them. Yes. Um, and this was literally, uh, a prequel to mm-hmm. this. That's how it was sold. That's why we played it. Mm-hmm. Um, this was re- uh, released in 2019. Yes. I, I, I knew it was, uh, but Levi, uh, the guy who runs a lot of games for, for my tabletop group really doesn't like Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. uh, but loves Baldur's Gate, loves Larian, um, and wanted to check it out. Yeah. So we did yeah. this, uh, this thing at some point we might talk about that module. Yes. Uh, who yeah. knows how the show will evolve. Um, it'd be fun to do a couple episodes on that module. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got it. I've 
poked at yep. it. Same. Yeah, okay, I went to stuff. I went and got wow. it when we decided to do the show, uh, figuring yeah. out I need to know uh, what was going on there. Uh, so yeah. the inciting event of this, the ruler of the uh, the first level of hell, Avernus, um, mm-hmm. is uh, a, a fallen Zari- angel, Zariel, oh. a fallen angel who's a zealot um, and believe, you know, really, really believes in the blood war. Um, and, uh, you know, as part of this, in order to kind of like gain power, basically stole the entire city of El Terrell. And it is now, you know, in, in that module, uh, suspended and hanging in chains over the, over the first, uh, level of hell yeah. over Avernus. Yeah. With the incredibly evocatively named thing, the companion. Yeah. Which is the a gigantic, orb above it. yeah, the <laughs> a jet black sphere that is holding it in this plane of hell. Yes. Uh, there. Very cool. Zariel is very important. Uh, mm-hmm. To our story here, Baldur's Gate Three, the Blood War. To remind everybody, is the war between devils and demons. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, uh, the evil side, law versus chaos, and the evil side. Yeah, uh, this this conflict is as old as D anD D. Basically, as old as the yes. Forgotten Realms and the Plains. It has evolved uh, greatly. Um, you know, right now it's kind of treated more like a cold war with these two, you know, great powers of the lower planes holding each other in check. Um, yes. but, uh, but yeah, it is de- de- demons versus devils, uh, uh, try, you know, fighting and essentially keeping each other busy. Yeah. Yes. Um, doing that through this, the sphere and stuff, the idea again, getting that edge as a zealot was to have just a bunch of recruits. Mm-hmm. If you could drag an entire city down, you would have an entire city worth of people to kind of conscript, yeah. uh, into your side of the war and maybe stop this, uh, stalemate. Yes. You know, Um, this caused a couple things of interest to our story. Mm -hmm. Uh, One, this refugee crisis. Yeah. um, That we're dealing with. Yeah. So (laughs) modules are weird. They can work out in a bunch of different ways, even ways that the writers didn't uh, necessarily foresee. There are lots of ways that this could canonically be canonically. There are lots of ways that it could resolve. And essentially what ended up happening was the (laughs) in canon for this game is one of the worst outcomes for it, uh, which is El Terrell is returned. Um, there is really no closure for the people who live in the city. Zariel remains, um, uh, and he remains corrupted, uh, as this leader of Avernus has more power than ever. Um, and the inhabitants of El Terrell, the non-tiefling inhabitants, um, become so distrustful of anybody who has anything to do with the lower planes that they eject every, uh, planes touched person, uh, yes. all of these tieflings. tieflings. So it's not people, uh, who were, uh, you know, like refugees of the city disappearing, like these people survived the survived the whole incident and then were kicked out of their home. Yes. It it basically it's a gigantic orb that restarted racism. Yeah. You know, it's I love to pull a big orb that says racism <laughs> on it and look at the audience and see if you have more. Um yeah, it, it's uh these are people who are victims who were ostensibly saved. Yes. You know, to, to give a little extra tragedy to the tieflings mm-hmm. in this story, which again are a central plot. Of this. Yeah. They're going to be important through the entire game. Mm-hmm. Um, many individual, uh, in a kind of a cool thing, if you play this module or, you know, uh, you can interact with a lot of characters that are important characters in Baldur's Gate 3. Mm-hmm. Um, Duke Ravengard of Baldur's yes. Gate uh, appears there. Will's um, father. Yeah. Will's father. Yep. Um, the elephant uh, thing. I can't remember his the, name. The, 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 the holophant that everybody holophants. Yeah. Yes. The, the shitty holophant. Uh, showed up. Uh, Levi took a very different uh, tact with uh, portraying him and made him a little cute. And uh, my character at the time made him a pet. So I was just like, oh, cute flying elephant. Uh, did not care that it was sentient because it was baby. 
Um, yeah. and, uh, gave it a lot of treats and helped it in exchange for it, like riding on my shoulder and shit. Yay. Uh, real fun. Um, yeah. So, so a big deal, this kind of, uh, this cataclysmic event that happened and was ostensibly solved, but still had this really, really bleak yeah. ending. Yeah. And, um, and, and these tieflings are headed to Baldur's Gate because it's literally just, it's the nearest city. It's, it's the, the place they can place go. That, yeah. You know, yeah. The, the area, they, these druids are kicking them out. This area is overrun by goblins. Yeah. Uh, who are becoming agitated with this uh, absolute. Yes. You know, um, when we uh, talked to Zevlor, the uh, main tiefling here, we, his, uh, his class, he's a hell rider. Mm-hmm. Uh, he worked in this, like he was doing soldier work. Yeah. Basically in this to protect the city while it was in hell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Super cool shit. Uh, and when we get to Baldur's Gate, this refugee crisis is not over. No, no. So, yeah. No. Um, important back stuff, backstory yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's steal some stuff. Let's do with sage advice here, talking about stealing, uh, both things that are laying about and, uh, you know, let's throw some, uh, some pickpocketing in here as well. Yeah. And inventory stealing, like mm-hmm. all kinds of stealing, yeah. um, stealing. I think, uh, this game and Divinity original sin one and two are both much more fun with stealing. Mm-hmm. And even if you are playing a good character, uh, I appreciate the uh, moral flexibility of <laughs> uh, of justifying it. Yes. You know, a good character might need the resources more. Um, you can just steal from shits. Mm-hmm. You know, assholes. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't have to steal. The game is not as demanding as it initially seems, but it helps a lot when it is very demanding. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel balanced for it. But once I started stealing, the game got easier. Yeah, yeah. Which sounds well, like a Ludum Dare, like an insufferable itch.io game to teach you about morals, <laughs> um, like some kind of weird Christian itch.io. Um, but yeah, yeah. In, instead, uh, it's just practical, real life video game fun. Yeah. Well, and it's also not just to like to get resources or whatever. Like stealing is a way, it's another way to solve problems. And that's yes. you know, another way that this has this immersive sim DNA where these are real spaces, you know, like uh, it is marked whether or not something is owned. You will know very clearly uh, if you will get in trouble for touching that thing. Um, yes. But figuring out how to uh, how to use the systems to get that thing and get away scot-free is an interesting challenge that pays dividends. Yeah. And, and again, uh, you know, I talked about this in the last episode, I believe, uh, people are not psychic right. in this. So there are ways to get around it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, here are some tactics. Here yeah. are ways to steal, uh, to get away. It's a little bit harder than it is in Divinity Original Sin 2, mm-hmm. where you just talk to somebody uh, yeah. and have them have their back turned, but it's still very doable. Yeah. Um, one of the things is once something is stolen, uh, they will lo- start looking around for it and they'll question the newcomers. Mm-hmm. You know, this makes sense. One of the ways to get around this is to disguise yourself. Um, yeah. There is a spell and ability called disguise self. If you steal something and then disguise yourself or vice versa, when they look for you, uh, they will not find you. You're not the person mm-hmm. um, there. Or nearly you have to pass a pretty hard check. Yes. You know, to, uh, to, to convince this. them. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was the deaf electrician. Yeah. It, 100%. Like you literally just say that. Like there's a yeah. shifty guy with heavy pockets <laughs> who's there. You can also bribe, but the bribe is always way more than, than the, whatever uh, you the value. Yeah. 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 Or you can go to jail or you can fight. Mm-hmm. And because this game has factions and because you're generally stealing in communities, picking a fight is picking a fight with everyone. Yeah. 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 Uh, so. it, it, is a, it is a great way to get in way over your head. Way yeah. over your head combat-wise and cut off a content hub. 
right? Yes. Like the yeah. way reason why you don't want to piss off all the druids and fight them all is because some of them are shopkeepers and quest givers, mm-hmm. have flavor, stuff like that. Like you want that part of the game to remain yeah. uh, there. Um, stealing requires being in stealth. Uh, it's just a movement mode that you can activate. Uh, mm-hmm. The game will communicate to you when you are uh, when you are seen. Uh, mm-hmm. This is in addition to whether you are in light or in dark, um, yes. which has more to do with passing checks than anything. You need yeah. to go into this into this mode and find a place where eyes are not going to be on you, and you have a number of tools for guiding eye lines uh, yes. up, to, up to and including you know sending somebody in to distract this person so you can send a starion in uh, you know behind them to uh, mm-hmm. lighten their load a bit. Yeah, you can blind them as well. It is a weird, uh, an inelegance of this game. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I I love this game, but there are criticisms. One of the things is the stealth checks in this don't feel very useful because it is a game with vision cones. Yes. Uh, It is always preferable just to stay out of a vision cone Mm -hmm. than to trust a stealth check while you're in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, This kind of makes, you know, you're not spending a lot of points on stealth. This doesn't have a robust robust, uh, skill point system. If it did, putting points into stealth would be a little bit weird. It'd be ridiculous. Because, yeah. yeah, you can just stay out of the vision cone. It's used for a couple of other things, but like unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, distracting uh, is the first thing, and this is really easy. Um, you can have one character come up and talk to them and then switch to another character. This is a classic Divinity Original Sin 2 mm-hmm. stuff. It's The reason why it's a little bit harder in this one, uh, I think, is because characters are more densely together, and if somebody so else sees you doing it, it yeah. yeah. These are, these are populous areas. The technology is here to have more realistic populations mm-hmm. uh, here. Yeah. Uh, but you can do that. You can seal them. You can also cast Minor Illusion, the default of which is a cat, <laughs> and it meows once and everyone comes to look. <laughs> it's the most realistic thing that's ever happened in a video <laughs> Yep, I was going to say, like, if I hear a meow, I'm going over there. Yeah, it's, a, it's nerds on. at a party. Like every single person here <laughs> is a nerd at, my, uh, uh, at our housewarming or Halloween party. <laughs> like Pocket comes out and nobody's watching Townsend on the TV anymore. Oh, yeah. um uh you can also blind them uh which is weirdly (laughs) weirdly they're cool with it yeah well it's because you're not if if you cast blind on them they're Mm -hmm. like oh shit a spell was cast i mean i can't see but they don't know where that fog cloud came from no you know or or the darkness is and it obscures all the actions there right um they'll move out of the cloud uh which is useful no matter what if you want to move somebody uh, attracting them to something or pushing them away from something Mm-hmm. Is how you can do it in both ways. Yeah. But if you're in turn-based, you have plenty of time to steal from them before they walk away and then also steal all their stuff that's just lying around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you haven't done the disguise trick that I mentioned earlier, you got to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, yeah, because they'll realize something's missing and start looking around. Yep. Uh, leave. And if you can leave forever, even better. If, it, <laughs> if it's just a, a merchant and you've got what you need from them, get on out of there. That becomes easier to do uh, in Baldur's Gate where there are rooms and houses, jumps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when there's kind of this community free-for-all, it's a lot tougher. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, I mean, yeah. And just all of this is held together by the systemic richness of this game. Yes. Yeah. Um, the uh, the reason the systemic richness is that instead of psychic characters, you know, which is the bad way to do it, there's sight and sound in this mm-hmm. and then also a sense of suspicion yeah you know so like you distract you do this blinding light uh, there to stop them from seeing you crouch to stop them from hearing mm-hmm. you know um perfect yeah you know uh and it's a uh, it's a thing where uh this is going to depend on somebody's play style whether they find this fun I yeah like. yeah um and whether it's worth it, it like slows, i'm stealing everything it slows things yeah. down 
right? Yes. But also it is a fun thing to do when you are getting ready to leave an area, right? Because yes. there's, you know, there like items serve dual roles. Like it is, you know, set sharpening, but it is also like the, like those are resources, you know? So like this kitchen might really might be worth uh, ransacking uh, if you are a tactician and you've got to, you know, muster I together the 80. You need those sausages. Yeah. I, I absolutely need the sausages. In flavor-wise, this is fun for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, it is. If you get caught, like this, can be um, like save scummy. Yeah, you know, depending on how you do it, you can get out of a lot of things if you use all these steps and do it right. You're unlikely to have it fuck up. Mm-hmm. You can fail the check. Um, the actual mechanics of when you're in the stealing interface are complicated, mm-hmm. and I don't have them memorized. Uh, the basic thing is they tell you a number on there based on what you want to steal. The number is not the difficulty. That is the actual number you need on the dice. Yes. Uh, so it, that already takes into account any bonuses mm-hmm. where it's the only check in the game like that. And it's a unique interface. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's real weird, but, uh, I like doing this. I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. I like the flavor of it. And you can leave this camp, this first settlement with your whole party, basically with magical weapons and equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do this, you don't have the money for it. And this is because I want to spend money on different things. I want to respect characters and I want to buy high ticket items that are in inconvenient areas to steal or where the flavor makes sense. Yes. You know, yeah. I want to save my money. Um, so for me, it is fun, but I think there's a discussion there uh, mm-hmm. that this is immersion breaking bullshit. Um, I think that, you know, there are probably people out there who think this is bad. Yeah. Or at the very least, like the wrong way to play. Ah, which is uh, fine, but it's also a pretty good representation of D and D. We're what talking I was about say. this as an yeah, adaptation, yeah. right? Like that, you know, it, it can be an annoying person at the at the table, but like uh, I don't know, it's it's there. It's a whole class that you can play as, or at least a subclass it, of it. It was yeah. built into the game from the start. Yeah, um, there is an old my you know my exhibit A for this. There's an old D and D module uh, called the Village of Hamlet which is oftentimes cited as a really great beginner's like base town Mm -hmm. out there. It's uh, if you don't know it by that name, it is the village that you start in in the temple of elemental evil uh, module Um, going through that. That was a book that I read all the time when I was a kid. You know, Mm -hmm. one of the ones I I read through every single person and building in an entire two scale village list, all of their possessions and all the things that are in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's strange from a video game perspective. That is weird. That is an overabundance of detail. The assumption is at the table and the assumption economically was you were going to be, your thief was going to be stealing. Yes. You know, you were going to break into houses, do these little side quests and play a little bit of, you know, thief, the dark project (laughs) while you're also playing, you know, Dungeons and Dragons contains that. Yes. You know, and one of the things we talk about, um, one of the things I think that makes this game kind of revelatory is that it incorporates more, uh, parts of D and D than previous D and D video game adaptations have incorporated. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I could see this being, you know, there's a gamer psychographic that looks at this as optimal play and therefore must be engaged in. Right. Yes. You know, like why would I leave an area without extracting every resource from this that I can? So therefore I have to engage with a system that, you know, it is fiddly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it does slow things down. Uh, and my answer is, you know, what I would say to any kind of completionism, which is why are you doing that to yourself? Yeah. Don't, don't do it if you don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are other you ways know. to solve these problems, you know? Yeah. Um, there are games where that's not true. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have to play optimally 
to make yeah. it work, or you're very strongly uh, incentivized. Yeah. Um, this is not really one of them. If you, no. Unless you have that uh, psychographic, uh, just don't do it if you don't like it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and yeah, no judgment either way. Like it's, right, it's right. fun for me. Uh, it does it no judgment, even a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh that's stealing and a little bit of starter advice on how to get stealing. Yeah. Um, you can get- also check somebody's, you can do these methods, even if you don't plan on stealing from them or you're not sure to mm-hmm. check inventories. Yeah. Uh, this can be really useful. If you get the drop on somebody, you can see what they have to bring, what kind of they can bring to the kit. Yeah, yeah. That is, again, a level of fiddliness, but it's not outside the realm of fiction. Mm-hmm. If you're role-playing, a character could 100% sneak up behind somebody to see what kind of potions they have Yeah, before uh, fighting them. Oh, shit. They've yeah. got a bunch of alchemist fire. It probably would be good to have some I can't water. clump up my guys. Yeah. yeah. I need some water. I can't clump up my guys. Um, or they have, you don't want to steal for profit, but you want, I don't want them to have that Yeah, during this fight. Uh, you mm-hmm. can make that happen. You know, yeah. and that is what a rogue does. That is uh, part of their role in a party. Yeah. Rogue can be a spy. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, to me, that is fun flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, let's end on our, uh, we, you know, we don't have a forum letter to read. Uh, if you like us to read a comment or engage with it, please leave a comment mm-hmm. uh, on uh, the Patreon post. Uh, but let's find familiar with a little bubby. Yeah. Timber the squirrel. Timber the squirrel just wants to protect its territory. I love you are, him. you know, you're not locked in here with, <laughs> yeah. Uh, however that phrase goes, we're locked yes. in here with Timber. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very angry and very territorial little squirrel. One of the things I love about how animals are handled in this game is they have personalities like animals do. Mm-hmm. Uh, squirrels are some of the most pissed oh creatures on on creation. Yeah, um, and, and squir- squirrels will. I'm a person who spends a good amount of time in the woods walking around. Yep. Squirrels will scream at you from the trees. Yes. Uh, yep. At an old house that I lived at, uh, there were squirrels that lived in the tree outside the front uh, the front door. They would scream at me every day, and they would also drop things when I walked yes. outside or when I was going in or out. They fucking they have hated murder it. Holes. Yeah, yeah. They they they, uh, they drop boiling pitch. Uh, uncle as you walk through the woods. It was only a little bit, so it wasn't a big deal, some but it's a very hostile gesture. <laughs> You're roiling bitch. And then they just drop a big pile of hot slime right on the dome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, they're very bark at you. Uh, so that's what Timber's saying. Like, get, mm-hmm. stay the fuck out of trees. Yeah. And like, I wasn't planning on going into trees, but mm-hmm. he doesn't know that. Yeah. Um, the, uh, you can pass an animal handling test uh, with them twice and you get a bargain. You're like, okay, I'll do that. But you have to give me something in return. Right. Um, and Timber will give you a hyena ear, mm-hmm. um, which is very funny. Again, at first it seems like just a, a piece of garbage. Like when a cat brings you a leaf. Yeah. Um, but this is a very valuable crafting component. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This gives you potions of speed, which give you extra actions. Uh, yeah. It's basically haste in a potion that anyone can take mm-hmm. uh, for my money, the best potion in the game. Um, and you need this for it. It's yeah. the rarest ingredient in it. Yeah. There's a good source for hyena ears across the map, but it is an incredibly yep. difficult difficult encounter. Well, and uh, they you can buy them in alchemist shops later and stuff, but they're never in high supply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this was a turning point uh, for my dark urge playthrough because uh-huh. he says, you know, stay out of uh, trees. What do you think of that? And the dark urge option is those are last words I won't even remember. <laughs> and then you would pick up timber and smash him against the tree. Holy shit! Uh, and it gives you inspiration. 
uh, as the Dark Courage. <laughs> I could then use that for a reroll, uh, but I didn't do it because Dark. I was just like, man, that sucks. I <laughs> yeah. I wanted to see it, uh, and I wanted to see my companion's uh, reaction yeah. to that. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. That's not my dark urge. It's a bridge I, too far I, for Gary. I have been angry at squirrels. I have definitely shouted at a squirrel mm-hmm. uh, that was yeah. getting into my plants. I have shaken I a, a squirrel's wife. Yeah, just, yeah. J- 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 just for spite. Yeah. yeah, I've shaken, I've shaken a broom at a, a, a at a squirrel to get it away mm-hmm. from stuff. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hit it against a rock. Come on, yeah, taking a, a a a body bodily. By yeah. the tail and just hitting it up against something like you're killing a fish humanely in a boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess that's a boat. You're doing it with a fish and that's also a body bodily. But it just feels worse if you know it can talk and it's cute. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. I personally find rodents to be one of the cutest yeah. animal types. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, even though squirrels are annoying, I, do, I think they're darling. Oh, they're um, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very cute animals. Would never, never do yeah. this to Timber. Timber just wants us to leave him alone. Mm-hmm. And I'll do it in exchange for one ear. Yes, that's fine. Yeah, okay. A worthy exchange. Yeah. Did you uh, get the ear from from Timber? Oh yeah, yeah. On this yeah. one because I because I was my ranger the first time uh, that I came through uh, as my as my sorcerer was not able to pass the checks uh, and mm. didn't have speak didn't have any way to speak with animals at that point. So I tried to do my. Uh, <laughs> I tried to do my animal handling and failed. And what I like about these about these encounters is if you are not speaking with animals and you're just trying to do animal handling, um, they they writ and they wrote and scripted these scenarios where it, it is plausible that this is animal behavior, like it just acts like a territorial squirrel. Uh, and if you're mm-hmm. talking, you just you get the additional information. Um, and what I love about to speak with animals in this is like being able to speak, you know, you know, it gives you the ability to try and pass a check to deceive or persuade or to, you know, explain your case. It doesn't guarantee success, right? Yeah. Like, you know, they're, they're still animals that they have, have wills. yeah, they have wills and they have things yeah. that they're trying to keep safe or things that they're trying to accomplish. Um, and that will change whether or not, you know, that won't change if you can talk to them, which I think is really neat and definitely. Yeah. Larian is very animals are sentient team mm-hmm. with me, you yeah. know, uh, in that respect. Uh, another great um, piece of media, this is a little bonus recommendation, has nothing to do with this, uh, for talking animals is the Grant Morrison comic We Three. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've talked about that before. It's great. Um, and that has talking animals, but they're still animals, mm-hmm. um, which I, I, is something that like they're less articulate than the animals in this game, but you get some of that same flavor. Yeah. You know, they still want the things animals want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that, that is a, uh, opening combination to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to be it for real Lich hours episode three. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this will be the last free episode, uh, before we, uh, go premium in 2024. We feel like we've given you a good, uh, kind of representation of what we're, uh, of what, of what we're about. Yeah. Uh, this is the show. If this is fun to you. Um, the way to hear the rest of them is to go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. $5 a month gets you every episode of this, all of the premium episodes of uh, Bonfireside Chat, all of the premium episodes of Watch Out for Fireballs, extra episodes of Abject Suffering, every episode of Unfilmable, um, just a, a boatload of content yeah. uh, for that for 5 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. if you're, if you're already sold and you're already a patron, one thing you can do mm-hmm. is help spread the word. Um, just, you know, if you have a friend who is playing Baldur's Gate three, uh, who you believe would enjoy the show, uh, just send them real 
Uh, just yeah. we have that we have that URL, uh, and they can listen to these first few episodes. You know, word of mouth. You know, we we have attempted advertising doesn't necessarily work that great. No, um, you know, word of mouth is what we have. Uh, yeah. Word of mouth and an organic search, and you can uh, you know help spread us by sharing that URL. Yeah, it'd be cool if it did. Yeah, you know, but as is, we we need some help, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we really appreciate that help. Yeah, um, we want to big uh, give a big thanks to our artist for the show, uh, Jaden Dale, mm-hmm. and the composer of our theme song and producer Gwen Static. Yeah. Um, and uh, tell everybody uh, we appreciate you, and we don't have a sign off yet, and we will nope. get one sometime. Somebody will say something funny enough, mm-hmm. either in the game or us. Yes, uh, that will make this work. Will she <laughs> taste the metal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to know how I got these scars of Meriden? That's actually a, a magic the gathering set. That's actually a <laughs> fuck. 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 You buffoon. Fuck. <laughs>